Hey, 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 what's up, people? You're listening to the Happiest Fuck Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Jordan, and tonight I'm actually going to talk to you guys a little bit more about me and how I came about to being a happiness coach and the things I've gone through and what I've learned and just a little bit uh, more about me. So this will be really good, obviously, because it's about me. So stay tuned. Okay, you guys, so today I was kind of talking on my Instagram stories, and if you don't follow me on Instagram, please go follow me at Angie M. Jordan, and I was talking about, um, I was kind of giving some background on how I, why I became a coach, and why it's so important to me, and it just got me thinking, and I really wanted to come on here and really just share what it is that's important to me, why I decided to become a coach, why I think this work is so important, and just kind of give you a little bit more background about me and what I'm passionate about and why this work is so important to me. So first off, I will, um, because it's kind of, there's more than one part to it. So I'm going to kind of break it down into parts. So part, I guess, part one of why this work is so for me. Um, And this is kind of what I touched on in my Instagram story today. But um, there's something that for me, my whole entire life, I've always been in positions of leadership. And I've always had leadership roles. And I've always felt most passionate about life. And I've always had that fire in me. Um, when I've been in leadership roles and when I've been in teaching roles. So there's always been those things in me that really light me up, that really light me on fire. It's why I enjoy doing podcasts because I really love to be in a role where I'm kind of teaching. Um, And so podcasting kind of allows me to be in that role. And I really, really, really enjoy it. But I've always loved to sort of be in that role. I used to have, back in the day, a Bible study. And um, it was one of the most fulfilling things that I've done also was to be in that role of teaching and teaching the Bible and that sort of thing. But um, so I've always had this inside of me, this this leader quality, this teacher quality, this thing. And it has always lit me on fire. And um, one thing that throughout my life that I've noticed, and it's way more prevalent for me now, is um, there's so many women who, as being, when you're in like a leadership role, and I've I've been in that kind of role in several different areas of my life, you know, in sports, at work, um, at work, I've always, I'm always a leader in like social circles and social settings in my friend groups. Sometimes um, I tend to be the leader or the one that, you know, I mean, maybe I'm just the loudest one, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. People just appease me because I'm the loudest. <laughs> I'm the loudest one who has the the idea that like won't change their mind. So whatever you want to call it, the leader or the obnoxious one, but that's me. But Anyway, when you're in that kind of role, sometimes people, um, they, they tend to share things with you. And so one thing that has been prevalent for me and has been shared from, 
to me throughout the years is there's been so many women that will come up and they share with me their stories or they share with me their struggles. And the common theme in all of these women and in all of the people who that I, who I've talked to and who I've had to interact with on, you know, different types of levels in different situations, the common theme and the common um the common theme and the common thing that is something that kind of is really heartbreaking for me is that most of these women don't even understand what is available for them to access. Like they don't even understand that the things that they're experiencing in their life can be changed. They don't even understand that there is something that different that is available to them. That is how deep, that is how how long and how deep they've been in their same shit. That is how programmed they are by, you know, generation after generation after generation of wrong programming, of programming that tells you that this is all that you can have. This is all that you are worthy of. This is all that's available for you. And so people don't even know what is even available to them. So that is something for me that is, um, a super motivator for me. It's something that I want to um, share with people is that you guys, there is so much more available to you than you even realize. There's so much more that because your parents didn't know better and because your parents' parents didn't know better and because they've been oppressed and because they've been, you know, learning how to live this life under a different set of norms because so many things, these generations were not that far removed from, um, you know, we're not that far removed from, you know, the freaking civil rights movement, you know, and my dad, my dad lived through like segregation. Like my dad went to the Vietnam War. My dad can tell you stories of not being able to use certain water fountains. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad's grandparents were sharecroppers, you know? Like I'm not that far removed from severe oppression, from not having to learn how to live in a society where you go to work, you make money and things are available to you. Nothing's available to you. You work and you eat. You work for food. You work for food. Like you you work and you eat. Like that's all that's available. And so that takes generations to sort of learn and break and get out of. And what has happened is unfortunately some people and and we are behind, especially as African-Americans in the community, like we are behind and rightfully so, because we're we're not as many generations in, uh, you know, we're learning. We, we had to start learning. Like some of us, it's just our great grandparents. It's our great grandparents where they finally were given the freedom to live a life. And so that's not that far removed. So, so many people are still oppressed. So many people are still, you know, don't understand what's available to them. So many people don't understand, you know, economics. So many people don't understand finances. So many people don't understand these things. So many people don't understand like the idea that you can create your own reality. You can create what you see. You can create your wealth. You can create 
what kind of relationships you want. People don't understand that because we're still living under, under oppression. And so for me, that is such a trigger for me. And it's something that I'm so passionate about teaching women specifically in the African-American community because um, I'm African-American. And yes, I'm more than just African-American, but I feel really closely um, tied to the African-American community. And, um, you know, this is something that is so prevalent in that community that I'm so passionate about teaching. So I'm really passionate. So that is one of the things that I'm so passionate about. It's why I do what I do. It's what I really desire to see change in that community. I would really love to see more African-American women really embracing and understanding their queenhood. Like African-American women, like we are some fucking queens. Like we are queens and all women are queens, but like African-American women, we are fucking queens. And the reason why I say it like that is because a lot of us don't even understand what that means and, and what it means to embody your queen and what it means to like to break these generational curses that are on our families and to rise above and to even understand what's available to us and even understand how to access what's available to us. So purpose number one for me is to teach that community and to show the community what is available to us, what the fuck is available to us, because it's a whole lot more than what we think and what we accept on a daily fucking day basis. It is not meant for us to live in lack. It's not meant for us to live in fucking poverty. It's not meant for us to have, you know, the the education that we have for our children. It's not meant for that. It's not meant for us to have all these fucking advanced degrees and still be earning the least. Okay? That's not what it we're meant for. Okay? So I want to wake up this community and I want to support the community of African-American women in stepping the fuck up and owning who we are and doing something about it. So that's number one. Number two, and these are in no particular order. They're just two different things. So number two, when I was a, um, then I'm just going to tell this story straight out. But when I was I think I was a freshman or maybe I was a sophomore. Um, when was nine? Okay. Nine 11. I was a sophomore in college at LSU and nine 11 happened. And you guys, seriously, I dreamt nine 11 happening. Okay. So I dreamt that it happened. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I dreamt nine 11 happened. I dreamt. And the reason why I remember it and the reason why I told everyone on my volleyball team, because I played volleyball at LSU and I told everyone on my team that I dreamt, I told them my dream before 9-11 happened. I dreamed it like a couple days before was because I was on one of the planes. The planes crashed into the Hudson River and the person who came and saved me was this really hot guy who played track. And I guess, do you play track or do you run track? I guess he ran track and he was this super hot guy who ran track at LSU and he looked like Tyson Beckford and I was so obsessed with him and he came and saved me on a jet ski. So I thought it was so funny and I told everybody about it and little did I know a couple days later, 9-11 would happen and the same thing that played out in my dream where I saw the two airplanes hit into the Twin Towers happened in real life and it freaked me the fuck out, of course. 
And there was a couple other dreams that I had that week that um, that came true. One was my sister. I had I had a dream. I went over the Mississippi River Bridge, and um, the next day, my sister her car went on top of the bridge and she almost went over like just there was just a couple little trippy things that had happened um you know that week and the trigger for me that happened was um I think 9-11 happened on a Tuesday on that Friday um I went to volleyball practice and you know normal practice I was a freshman or was I a freshman or a sophomore we set up the nets we were like ready to you know practice our coach called us in the locker room and what happened was a girl on my volleyball team got raped and um you know it was what whatever whatever we talked about when we were in that locker room really triggered me and what happened um, to me was I had been sexually assaulted as a young child. And, um, that moment, that moment when this all happened, it just brought up all these things that I had suppressed for so long. And, um, I became severely, severely depressed and suicidal and I was institutionalized. And after I was institutionalized, I, dropped out of college. I shaved all my hair off like Britney Spears. (laughs) I moved away for a couple months and then I came back. And when I came back, I tried to commit suicide and then I ended up institutionalized again. And so, you know, I really dealt with this really dark, deep depression and not wanting to live and not wanting to, um, you know, not, not wanting to go on, not seeing anything else other than this hopelessness, like this just cloud of hopelessness. And, and, you know, if you've ever been depressed and, or, you know, someone who's ever been depressed, sometimes you can't pinpoint what it is. I can pinpoint the trigger and I can tell you what the trigger is, but I can't tell you that, you know, I was thinking about that all day long and it made me sad. And, you know, it's really hard for people who've never gone through depression to sort of understand what it is or, you know, kind of what's happening with it. But for me, going through this really deep, dark time of depression, um, you know, was really hard. And I went through it and the only thing that brought me out of it was getting pregnant, was getting pregnant with my daughter. And my daughter is 15 years old now. And that is the only thing that gave me reason and purpose. And I, I will say it every day for the rest of my life. But in me getting pregnant, my daughter saved my life. My daughter saved my life. I have no doubt in my mind that if she wouldn't have come along, that I would be dead right now. So me coming from that place of being depressed and and being so hopeless, there's something inside of me. And what I always tell people who are going through a depression and people who have gone through things like that in their lives is that those are actually like your treasures in you. Those are treasures. Those are things in you that, um, you know, those are things that are there for you to be able to share and bless other people at some point in your life. Like those are treasures that you have that make you who you are. And yes, they were tragic. And yes, they were awful as you walked through them. But they're really, really powerful. And it's kind of like it reminds me of like being in church when they say, turn your test into a testimony. (laughs) Like, yes, like this is my testimony. You know, like this is where I came from. But it is really true. 
And when you go through something so, so dark and so awful as depression, you guys, it's really, really awful. If you know anyone who is dealing with depression, I just, I encourage you to just keep loving that person through it because it's a really hard thing to love someone through because it, it, it just is. It's a really hard thing and I can understand that. But I just encourage you to keep loving that person through that depression, you guys. Keep loving them because what I also say is that the for people who can feel such a, such extreme pain and they can feel such an, an extreme low, those are the people who have the capacity to feel an even more high than other people. We just feel deeper in general. So when we feel deeper into depression we also have the capacity to feel even higher into joy and that's me that's me right now and and so I clawed myself out of this depression I used practical things and I did things that I now know are ways that take us from being fucking depressed and not wanting to live to living a life happy as fuck as I live, you guys. So like that is so, I'm so passionate about that. I'm so passionate about it and I feel it so deeply and so strongly in my body. And this is why it's so important for me to do the work that I'm doing. It's why I want to be a coach. It's why I want to help other people walk through the transformation. Like it's not because of any other reason. It's because I know what the fuck is available to you. I know that there are times where it feels so fucking hopeless. I know that there are times where it's so hard. Life is fucking hard. I know that there are times when you hate your job, you hate your relationship, you hate where you live, you hate all your fucking circumstances and you want to quit. I know about those times, but I also, I also know about those times where you're so fucking happy. I know about those times that when you, when you finally have clawed your way out of being depressed or being down on your luck or or being in a situation where you're feeling stuck and now you're not. I know what that feels like too. And that's why I'm so passionate about this work because I understand. I understand the lowest of the lows. I understand being depressed. I understand coming from a place where you don't know what's available for you. I understand having a spiritual awakening. And make no mistake, what I teach is 100% a spiritual awakening. So make no mistake about it and you can call it whatever you want, but it's a spiritual awakening. You guys, you, you have to believe, you have to believe in something that's bigger than yourself because you don't, you, you don't control everything and you can't. And the minute that you let go and you start to surrender and you start to have this awakening you start to tap into spirit more that's when you're able to be happier that's when you're able to let go that's when you're able to let source guide you and you have that belief and that trust that it's okay that it's okay and so you're assured and you feel held and you feel safe that's why it's so important to let go but I digress on that on the spiritual thing but it's totally a spiritual journey but you guys, I understand these things and that's why I'm so passionate about it. And that's how I know for a hundred percent certainty that I can help you, that I can help you walk through this transformation because they, 
transformation that I've walked through. I've been there. I'm not coming from a place where I've never been there. I've been in a place where I've been wanting to commit suicide. I've been in a place where I tried to commit suicide. I've been in a place where I've had a good life. I had a great life, but it wasn't enough. I wasn't fulfilled. I've been in that place where I went from good to great. I've been in the place where I went from not wanting to live to great, to happy as fuck, to living in my purpose, to walking in my purpose. Was it easy? No. Did it happen overnight? Fuck no. It happened over years before I even knew what was happening. But I did it. And I didn't know to get help. I didn't know what kind of help to get. So if you have even an inkling that you need to get support, you need to get support. You need to get support. And there are people out there who support you. I, for one, am here to support you. So anyhow, I just am telling the story and I'm just going rambling on and on. But I wanted to really just share with you just a couple of things about myself and, you know, so you can kind of understand how I came to do this work, why I'm so lit up about it, why I love to do this podcast. I want to help in any way that I, I can because I've been there. I can relate. I know what it feels like. And my true passion is to see women and men, and men, I love you too. I love men. I mean, anybody could tell you that I fucking love men, but, and men, I, I, I love you too. But my true passion is to see you awaken to what is really possible for you, to see you understand that you don't have to conform to societal norms in your life. You don't have to, just because society says you have to get your income from a job, that that's not true. That that's not true. Your true income is coming from source. It's coming from God. It's not coming from your job, you guys. It's coming from source. And we trust and we're able to believe in that. So it will show us and open up opportunities for us to receive if we're open to receiving in other ways other than what we think and what we've been taught. There's so many things to teach, you guys. There's so many things to still learn. There's so many things that I am still learning, but I've been on this journey and there's nothing that I would love more than to walk someone else through this journey. Because it's so beautiful and there's so much available for you. And my wish and my hope and my prayer for you is that you'll wake the fuck up. That you'll wake the fuck up and understand that so much more is available. You don't have to live in a relationship. You don't have to settle. You don't have to settle because you're 40 years old and you don't think that you're going to find anyone else. That's not true. That's not true. You don't have to settle at a job because you don't think there's any other way that you can make a living. That's not true. You don't have to settle for not fulfilling your dreams because your dreams seem too outlandish. You guys, if that dream was given to you, it is yours. It means that that is already available to you. And all you have to do is go out and seek it and get it. You have to do the things. You have to believe. You have to go out and get it. And if you need the tools, I've got the tools. I've got the tools. The tools are available. All you have to do is seek them out. All you have to do is is accept going on this journey. 
but there's so much more available, so much more. And that is why I'm so passionate because I want to show you what is available to you. So I know this was a lot of rambling, probably. I don't know even what the fuck I talked about. I don't know if this even impacted a single person. That That's a lie. I do know that it in, impacted, even if it did impact just one single person, then I did what the fuck I was supposed to do in this world today. Because this is what I'm called to do. So I know that all I have to do is show up. I have to show up and God, source, is going to work through me to impact who I'm supposed to impact. So there's no question that it impacted someone. So if this is for you, then I, 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 don't, I don't even know what to say to you. But um, I just want to tell you that I love you and I truly care about you and I truly care about everyone's journey and I truly want everyone to grow and expand and get on this spiritual journey and understand life and see what's available to them it's truly what I am truly passionate about and I'm so grateful that I get to have this platform and I'm so grateful for the the amount that it has grown in such a short time I'm so grateful for everyone who listens I'm so grateful for everyone who sends me a fucking message and tells me that they love my podcast I'm so grateful because it just lets me know that I'm in complete 100% alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing and that feels fucking amazing it feels so amazing it feels so easy it feels so in flow with with source it feels so amazing so I so appreciate it, you guys. I so appreciate it. And listen, if you feel drawn to me in any fucking way, and even if you don't know why, if you don't know what you need, reach out to me. Reach out to me. Follow me on Instagram at Angie M. Jordan. Reach out to me. I implore you, reach out to me. Because if you're drawn to me, then that means that there's something here that you need to learn from me to reach out to me and let me know. There's plenty of different ways that you can work with me, plenty of different ways that we can find to be in alignment, plenty of different ways. But don't sit in your same shit any longer. Don't sit in your same shit. Don't, don't accept less than what it is that you really want because it's available. What you really want is available. It's available for you. It's, it's there for you. If others have done it, you can do it. It's totally available. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much. I love you all so much. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by my new one-on-one coaching program, Becoming. This program is all about realizing your passion, awakening your spirit, and becoming who you are meant to be. This program is designed to help you experience more joy in your life, purpose, fulfillment, have better relationships, create more abundance so that you can go out and do your work in this world.